I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello, Angie, and warm welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here, Yannicka. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to have you guys. And we have you, Angie, and then we have the beings that you are channeling and we're probably going to Judah. Yes. Uh, get to meet them and get to know them today. And I've watched a couple of uh, channelings with you online and I find the answers that are coming through really profound. So I'm exciting, excited to be uh, sharing or asking some questions today and see what comes forward. Uh, However, I would love to hear about your journey like how you became a channeler, because I always find these journeys very interesting and they're, they are uh, often very uh, transformational uh, that you didn't sort of come into this world just being a channeler. Like yes. I bet that there was tons of things happening before that right. um, really made you make this choice because it's not an easy choice, right? It's not something that... Uh, Everybody accepts and honors and respects. So I really honor you. It, it, it could be the choice that makes you a permanent outsider in many of your right. <laughs> circles, <laughs> for sure. Well, let's see. Um, so the story is I'm pretty much a, a very normal person. Um, I got married very young and had three beautiful children. Um, I went back to school when they got a little older and and became a school teacher, an elementary school teacher, and loved that. And all throughout that time was, I had a passion for singing and I made several records and liked to tour and sing and do all that kind of fun stuff. And I was raised in a fundamentalist Christian home. So, um, and, and adhered to that tradition my whole life. And I did it with as much courage and sincerity as I could. I somewhere, you know, underneath the religious trappings, there was a real um, desire to know God and to understand life and to live well and all of that. And uh, when I got into 
uh, my midlife years, like many people, I kind of had a bit of a meltdown. I had <laughs> a bit of a meltdown would be an, a, uh, a nice way to say it. Like many people, I just encountered a series of unfortunate events that led to this kind of awakening, a questioning, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Um, what I'm doing is wrong. How do I live life? How do I find happiness? So uh, I had a chronic illness, my marriage fell apart, um, my father died suddenly, I was juggling running his business and providing for my extended family and school teaching and a lot of crazy stuff going on. So several years of this and just really um, examining my life, going through a pretty tough awakening looking at my ego, seeing the patterns and things inside of me that weren't working, trying to take my eyes off of my external circumstances and really do some inside work, a lot of surrender, a lot of letting go. And towards the end of that time, um, Judah just came crashing into my party. And, you know, channeling was not on my bucket list at all. <laughs> Somewhere in that process, you know, as I would listen to enlightened spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle and different people, I discovered channeling. And at first I thought, this is really weird. And I think these people, mm, you know, I had been taught in my religious tradition that they were probably demonic or... <laughs> tampering with some kind of something on the other side that was dangerous. So I had that kind of perspective, you know, going into my awakening. And uh, but I heard some of these channelers and their messages rocked my world and their messages rang so true to me. And they were so helpful on a really practical level that that became a part of my spiritual practice was listening to channelers. So all that to say, it wasn't on my bucket list at all. But after two, uh, in, during COVID, I con, uh, contracted COVID early on and I was sick for two years. I, I was what they call a long hauler. And at the end of that two years, I literally was surrendering everything, all my roles, all my belief systems, everything was coming into question and being refined because all I could do is sit in a chair and meditate. I didn't have the strength to do any normal life stuff. And um, towards the end of that, I was really letting go. Okay, universe, if I live, fine. If I don't, fine. Whatever you have for me, I'll accept it. And I had one last letting go that I had to do, and that was my sweet daughter was getting ready to have her third uh, child. And the only place in the world that I wanted to be was to be there for the birth. That was it. And I couldn't go because I wasn't well enough to get in the car and go. So I let that go too. And that night, uh, Chuck and I, my, my partner, were sitting on the couch watching a channeler on television on a show very much like yours. And he looked at me and he said, I think you could do that. And I said, okay, universe, whatever, I give up. <laughs> and sure enough, that very night, I started channeling. I got my first message. It was about the birth of my grandson and... And from then on, it's just been gangbusters. And this big, huge voice just came barreling through and introduced himself. And so we love Judah around here. They're a collective of about 350,000 angels. They work together in, in all different dimensions. Their, their primary passion and desire is to work in the fifth dimension, helping humans to uh, really transcend all the, the pain, the suffering, the interior and exterior stuff we're going through to realize our enlightenment 
and they're they're big fans and supporters of anybody undergoing this crazy thing that we call an awakening and enlightenment. And so we love them. We try to channel every day. We have a huge international family that is along for the ride and and we're having a blast. <laughs> my oh my, how interesting that your partner is like, maybe you should do this. And all of a sudden it just opens up. And I'm always curious, you know, why certain people start to channel. And it seems like to be some commonality to it, that there is a surrender part. There's also a part where it seems like a lot of channelers are listening to channeling material themselves and they are spiritually oriented and they have been going through a lot and it's almost like while listening to channeling something happens like i've interviewed two people who listened to eckhart tolle who had an awakening all yes. of a sudden just by listening to eckhart tolle so i'm wondering if it is about something with the frequency and the energy uh when teachers are channeling or just teaching because they have a high vibration and that is actually affecting us yeah definite answer for that so what you're alluding to is definitely a part of it when so i don't know if you're familiar with hawkins map and some of your friends may be familiar with dr hawkins work so we've had judah's work professionally calibrated and judah as an entity is 5,000, which means they're off the chart, as is the case with many of these beings that come through, right? Like um, Bashar or Abraham, they're highly enlightened beings or collectives that have extraordinary eternal wisdom for us and for the living of our lives. Now, when Judah channels through me, they come in uh, usually between 650 and 800 on the Hawkins map. So, so whenever someone's listening to a channel that's of this really high caliber and level of consciousness, you're literally entering a different quantum field where you are coming into this field that might be 600 or 700 or 800 on that Hawkins map. So you're entering into an enlightened state for whatever time you're staying there and listening to that or imbibing that information. So that's going to have a natural effect, like a suction, you know, of just pulling up your personal level of consciousness. Same thing with Eckhart Tolle. I mean, I had that same experience when I listened to him. I can feel myself and Dr. Hawkins feel myself getting my level of consciousness is being drawn up. Now we all, what Judas taught me is we all have a a set point uh, of consciousness, similar to a thermostat on our house. You know, so if you like it 72 degrees in your house, you'll set the temperature there at 72. And no matter how hot or cold it is outside, everything inside is going to gravitate to that 72. So the challenge is because we have these set points that we've inherited from our mothers, our fathers, from our cultural situation, from the the level of consciousness of the, of our collective um, areas and nations where we live, the challenge is to change that set point, right, and bump it up on the scale of consciousness. So that's what we do when we're listening to channelers and other really highly enlightened beings. We're we're if we do it enough, consistently enough. We will move our set point up. So to answer your question, Judah's given me a really specific answer to this. 
if you think about that scale of consciousness and if you think about the chakra system, right, most of the world operates in those lower three chakras, the root, sacral, and solar plexus. And people that are beginning to wake up are generally in that solar plexus area, finding, reclaiming their power back from the world and all the ideas and junk out there and moving into that heart chakra, which is that green ray space that Law of One talks about. And Judah has taught us, and I've found it consistently to be true, that if someone can consistently, sustainably live primarily from their heart chakra and clear out enough of those lower level energies in the lower three chakras, then you will, you will absolutely naturally begin to channel. So you will, when you get into the throat, third eye and crown, these just open up like a flower. You don't have to hunt for the gifts. You don't have to seek for them. You don't have to take courses about how to do them. You might, and it could be helpful, especially if you're already in that heart chakra range and you're just getting ready to break through, but all of these just kind of naturally open up like a flower blooming in the spring. When you see a flower, you don't pull the petals away to, to get it to bloom. No, you know, it's just going to do what it does, right? That's just what being a flower is. So all these channeling gifts open up very naturally. And I'll let Judah speak on that. Yes, dear. So what we want to say, if you desire these sorts of gifts, you absolutely can have them. They are a natural part of who you are becoming as an enlightened person. And we've told this vessel that, that, that her job is to work herself out of a job, work herself out of a job by helping as many people as she can to do what she does if they so desire that. So her med motto is this, I've done it, let's do it together. And now you do it. I've done it. Let's do it together. Now you do it. And so on a weekly basis, she helps people to begin to channel for the very first time because we would say that people all over the world, many spiritual seekers, just like yourself already, ready, 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 ready. You are like ripe fruit. And all that is needed is for someone to catch you as you fall from the tree mm -hmm, and partake of the beautiful divine messages that will come through you. And so in coming years, we would say in the next two decades, uh, channelers will be a, a dime a dozen, a dime a dozen. And we don't say this to be derogatory. We say it with all rejoicing and all excitement because to channel, to be a channel is as natural as mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, picking up a cell phone and dialing someone else, dialing a friend. It is simply that easy and that natural. Yeah. And so one of the things Jude has been talking about lately is we're like a, a cell phone. We're a soul phone. Our, our souls, our hearts are like a cell phone. We're literally like a cell tower. We can receive and send messages from anywhere in the cosmos and our thoughts and our intentions are our electrical impulses, just like our cell phones. And we can talk to anyone. It was so fascinating how you just switched to channeling just all of a sudden. I'm just amazed by that. But I guess it's almost like uh, speaking different languages. Like I don't have to think mm -hmm. about I'm going to speak English now. I'm just doing it. Maybe it is the same. I don't know. Yes, yes. We have kind of mental barriers that there has to be some sort of process. 
but it really is just a matter of relinquishing, surrendering control. So I can tell you a little bit about what it feels like if you're interested. When I, if you've ever gotten in the car and you you put it on cruise control and you're cruising, and then you decide you want to accelerate, so you press the pedal and you can feel the acceleration kick in. That's all it feels like. It just feels like a simple switching gears and there's an acceleration. Would you like to channel a bit? Because I have a few questions. Sure, absolutely. Wonderful. Fire away. We're ready for you. Right. Okay. So we spoke a little bit about David Hawkins' a map of consciousness with the scale of how different emotions vibrate on a different frequency. And as I know, uh, or how I know it, is that the highest um, frequency or the highest emotion that a human can have, if you can call it an emotion, is enlightenment. And I think it's vibrating on 700 hertz or something like that. I might be mistaken. But my point is, is enlightenment sort of the goal for human beings or is there something above that? <laughs> well, well, my dear, there is lots, lots, lots above that. In fact, there are entire interstellar civilizations where all the beings are enlightened. All the beings are operating above this 700 mark that you speak of. And so for them, because they don't have any more negativity to, to bar the way, they don't have any negative issues to encounter or overcome, they have a completely different perspective about their purpose. And they operate in continuous, loving, service to other souls throughout the galaxy and throughout the universe. And so for those beings, there is a completely different orientation than that of humanity. Now, this sort of experience is available to anyone who wants it. Uh, however, there can be, it can be intent, more intense for some than others, depending on the karmic battles they have and the number of issues they have to resolve. However, we would say that there's never any reason to feel stressed or, or pressured or driven or to effort around this process for in truth, every single being will evolve back to their enlightened state. It is a given, it will happen. It is in the bank, as you would say. And so every soul separated out from source at some point of their own design, their own desire, because they wanted to experience various things and different things. And so every, every one of those beings who separated out from source in some, at some point will eventually evolve back into source into all that is. And so one that reaches uh, in a human state, this, this level that you spoke of, of enlightenment, has an inner sense of having fallen back into source. Uh, now, some encounter these states of bliss periodically, and, and a very, very rare few live in them continually. This vessel has had 
some of these moments of bliss and they are not something that can be described with words. They are beyond words. It is a, 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 a sense of being mm-hmm, 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 indestructible, immortal, uh, 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 filled every cell being filled with light and ease and effortlessness. And there are no cares there and there are no desires there and there are no fears or worries. And, and in this state of bliss, of enlightenment, one is sure that they are sure that they are sure that all is well, all is well on every level and every realm of time and space. All is well, nothing is amiss. Everything is perfectly aligned with source. Everything is evolving into beauty and perfection. And what else can we answer for you about this process of enlightenment? This is our specialty. This is our passion. We want each and every one of you to experience your God self, your unification and remembrance of God. Well, that was a beautiful and interesting answer. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I would love to learn more about awakening and enlightenment. And also, if you could explain more about what the soul actually is, because I, I've come to realize that I really don't understand what the soul is. And then that leads me actually over to what the ego is. Because if we have lots of lives, and we reincarnate again and again, it seems like it's a part of me that goes down to this planet and has different experiences. Uh, and then I'm wondering, is, is my, does my soul also have an ego that is sort of attached, that is going through all these different lives in a way, and accumulating karma and releasing karma, and that there is like a... Um, an essence that just always remains the same. Uh, that's what I believe. But then I don't understand why people have near-death experiences where they don't remember who they are. It seems like every time we die, we forget that we have been this soul. And it seems like we don't immediately remember that, hey, I'm the soul and I just had this incarnation. So. And also, it seems like they're, they're not remembering their soul essence. They're thinking about themselves as, if it was me, as Janneke. So if I die, I have a near-death experience, I will experience myself and my personality as Janneke. So what is the soul then? Mm -hmm. All right. If I forget any of the parts of that, you, you can bring the question back up. Okay, dear. Yes, we love to talk about these things. We love all these excellent questions. And the first thing we want to comment on is your, uh, you said somewhere in there, I don't know. I don't know what the soul is. So we want to say to you that to have this attitude of I don't know is extraordinarily valuable. This is a huge gift. For we will tell you that in this space in which you live and work and this vessel lives and works, 
There are so many genuine spiritual seekers. However, there can be a, a temptation to get into the spiritual ego and the spiritual ego thinks it knows everything or thinks it has figured out the answer. So we absolutely love this, this, this orientation of yours. I don't know. This is the place in which real wisdom and revelation can happen to you. So we would say, well done there. Now the soul is, we will say in, 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 in the beginning, uh, we will, for lack of a better word, when source was all that is, all that is, everything was source, everything uh, was orienting in source, source encompassed all things, source decided it wanted to have various experiences. And so, so there were parts of the soul that began to separate themselves out from the whole in order to have experiences. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. And so see this soul and, uh, called in this incarnation called Angie, she was one of those. You, Yannicka, were one of those. You are a piece of God, of perfection, of immortality, of, of all wisdom, all insight, all knowledge, it's pure supernatural white light energy that's separated out from source in order to begin a story. We will call this the story of your soul. And so this piece of God that is immortal, unbendable, unbreakable, can never be harmed, can never, can never be changed or altered from its essence, which is life force energy. This part came to dwell in various experiences, lifetimes, locations that you call incarnations. And so right now you are living the story. Your soul is continuing its story through a, a personality called Janika in Norway. And so the, what is the ego? You ask wonderful question. The ego is a cocoon for the essence of your soul, like a cocoon uh -huh, around a butterfly. You see a caterpillar is transformed into a butterfly. How does that happen? It is a miracle. How does the essence of what a caterpillar is become a completely unique and different creature altogether? Well, there is a cocoon that the caterpillar weaves of its own essence of its own experience, of its own inner being to protect it and provide an atmosphere in which it can be transformed. This is what the ego is. The ego is your cocoon. It is, uh, it surrounds you and protects you as a person, as a personality of Yannicka so that you can have the experience of transformation back into your enlightened God self. So, the ego, we would say, takes a very bad rap. Mm -hmm. And we understand that the ego causes you a lot of suffering. We would say it does serve a purpose, however. And so, uh -huh, yes, yes, yes. So allow uh, yourself to mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, accept your ego parts. As you accept them and relax with them, they will tend to recede into the background to settle down, to loosen, 
and, and to relax and let go. And then your soul will emerge as this butterfly and you will, you will live your life, your earthly life as your more per perfected self. So to answer more clearly what the ego is, the ego is all the encasements or entrapments or packages for your soul. This can be your uh, ideas uh, that you were taught by your parents about how life should be lived. They can be good ideas and bad ones, such as uh, you should be honest, always tell the truth, be kind to others, and so on. Um, it, it, it is the gamut of everything from a positive to a negative polarity in the realms of perceptions, emotion, thoughts. It's your cultural standards, norms, what is the, all the expectations of society, of religion. And it also in, in, encompasses the various parts of your personality, your skills and talents. Maybe you're a singer or an engineer, or you're very good with finances, or, or uh, you, you love to play video games, all the different parts that make you an individual. But underneath all of that is your soul, which, is in, which cannot be extinguished. Now, you mentioned the, the, the element of forgetting when one is passing from one life to another. This, this, it has been a construct of the creator in order to more efficiently help people to discover their enlightened self. We will say, however, though, that this element of forgetting is beginning to transition, and there are more people that enter their new incarnation with a remembrance of their past lives. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. And I'm always realizing when I ask these questions that I get so in my head and that I probably cannot understand, you know, the, the, the vastness of the question I'm asking, uh, because the answer is probably actually something I cannot really understand, <laughs> but it's uh, interesting nevertheless. Um, I wanted to ask more about enlightenment. I'm actually not sure <laughs> what enlightenment is. And I've met a few people who have said that they are enlightened or awakened. I'm not sure if that's the same, actually. Maybe it's just a matter of how we use the words. But what is enlightenment slash awakening? Mm -hmm. Great question. Well, actually, I, I have this beautiful, like I said, Judah's main thing is helping people through their awakening enlightened process, helping them to understand it, helping them to pinpoint exactly where they are in the process and how to move naturally and effortlessly to the next place. So if your guests would like to have one of these, I'll give it to them for free. I have this chart that actually shows you how to move up into enlightenment. I'm happy to give it to you guys for free. You can download it digitally and when you read it, you'll find it exactly where you are and how to move up. And so if you think of this as enlightenment and this is the lower places of suffering, right in this green ray in the heart space is where awakening starts. So that was such a great question. They actually are two very different things. So what happens with an awakening starts right here in this kind of yellow, in between this yellow and green zone, the solar plexus and the heart chakra. And what an awakening looks like is when you, when you start to realize that 
life isn't really happening to you, you begin to have a sense you might awakening can a lot of times begin for people when they hear this idea that we're the creators of our own reality. And for me, that was a really difficult pill to swallow in my awakening. And a lot of my awakening came from my new partner who would say to me very consistently, Angie, you're creating this. You're the creator of your own reality. And he would even say to me in the early days of our dating, he would say, I can't be with someone that doesn't believe that they're not creating their own reality. That is a prerequisite for me. I can only be in a romantic relationship with someone who understands that they're creating their own reality. And that was a boundary he set. He was at his stage in, in the growth process. He knew that he couldn't be with someone who blamed him and life and everything and everyone else and, and weren't taking responsibility for their own experience. So awakening begins when we start to re When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Realize that we're responsible for everything going on in our lives and we've chosen it all. And that's very hard, particularly if you've had a lot of trauma or abuse and different things in your background it's very hard to come to that place and say, okay, this happened to me, but I'm going to live my life as if, as if my soul chose this for some reason. I don't know the reason why I would choose for such an awful thing to happen to me, but I'm going to embrace this idea and I'm going to accept that I create my own life and I'm going to live as if for some reason, my soul chose my experiences. So that's when awakening begins. Awakening begins when we stop thinking that life is doing stuff to us and that we're a victim of life and we really want to own that we're the creator of our own reality. And so what happens in that first step of awakening is we start hashing through how our thoughts and emotions are shaping everything that's going on for us, everything in our relationships and our finances and all of our choices. And, and so that green space, the heart space, it can be kind of tough um, because we're trying to sort out the positive and the negative and everything that's happened, you know, for us in our past. And so enlightenment is when you get into these, these three spaces. And Judah has taught us that the throat chakra is where we start to feel a love enlightenment. 
The third eye is joy and the crown is peace. Now, the folks that reach that level of full enlightenment at a thousand, that would be like Jesus and the Buddha. And I would say Eckhart Tolle is probably really close. He's somewhere in that violet ray for sure. And so generally when people get up in those ranges, they don't really want to stick around anymore. <laughs> and if you stick around, it's it's just pure loving service to humanity, but they kind of lose the desire to continue on in a in a human experience. But there are many people who are encountering those spaces. And so the thing I want to emphasize is that this tool is so great. I'm happy to give it to everyone. But what I, what I want to emphasize is that when you get into this green heart ray space and you live there consistently and you've resolved these lower issues, enlightenment happens for you naturally, naturally. And let me give your folks a couple things that can help with that. Um, the root chakra issue is feeling like a victim. So if you want to really be in an awakened state and working on your, your personal waking, be aware when you feel, when you're feeling like a victim, anytime that you feel like somebody's doing something to you or life is doing something to you and you're suffering because of it, go ahead, move yourself into that heart race base by saying, okay, I feel like a victim here, but I'm just going to embrace that on some level, my soul has chosen this and I'm going to act as if that I'm creating my own reality. That will help to immediately move you up. If you're in the, this orange ray space, know that that's fear. This is the realm of fear. And so when you're feeling afraid, go ahead and make the choice to love. Judas taught us very clearly over and over that we there's only one choice, uh, one or the other to make, and that's love or fear, love or fear. So every choice we make all day long it has to do with one of those two things. And so when we feel afraid, go ahead and let the fear energy run through your body. It won't kill you. Fear won't kill you. It will make you feel like you're going to die <laughs> in your emotional state. But the energy of fear is just an energy. That's all it is. And so you can just let it flow through your body and burn itself off. Let the energy go. And then choose to love. Choose to love. Choose to love anyway, whatever love looks like for you. And, and if you don't know how to love someone else or to love the situation or to love and accept, uh, like the war, a lot of us are really struggling with that, right? How do, we, how do we not be afraid? How do you love? Well, you love all that is. You say, universe, I don't know what you're doing here but I send my love to everyone that's suffering. And I know that for some reason you're allowing this and I'm just going to choose to love and accept life as it is life on life's terms. I accept life on life's terms. So making the choices to love. And then in this yellow ray, the solar plexus, the issue there is 
um, feeling disempowered. So if we're in the yellow ray, we'll tend to be an angry person. And a lot of times when someone is beginning an awakening process, a person that maybe was never really an angry person, well, this was me, I really wasn't a, a very angry person my whole life until my 40s. Well, when I started awakening, man, I was just mad as a hornet. I thought, what is happening to me? Who is this person that's hijacked my body? I was mad a lot of the time. And the reason was I was clearing a lot of these solar plexus issues, which are anger. And where the anger comes from is this feeling of disempowerment. See, we've allowed ourselves to be, we've given up our power to um, society and what society tells how things are supposed to be, what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get a good education and get a job and blah, 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 A, B, C, D, E. And then if we do all these things, everything will be okay. And then we find out that's not true, that it's just hogwash, not true at all. So we have a lot of anger, right, of how we've been disempowered by religion, our parents, uh, educational system, all these things that haven't worked out. And so um, the yellow ray issue is to take back our power, is to think for ourselves, to trust our intuition, to question things, to, um, to learn, to grow. And so then once we really work through those lower issues and we're squarely more centered in our heart, we're buying the truth now that we're responsible for everything in our inner and outer world. We're creating our own reality then enlightenment happens naturally. You can, you can count on it. It's just like Santa Claus coming on Christmas Eve. You know it's going to happen. Wow. This was very helpful. And I just resonated so much with what you said, especially about awakening, that that sort of started before the enlightenment, that it wasn't the same, mm -hmm. because I've actually had an intuition. Like, I've, I've come to myself on my journey that, hey, no awakening, I've already had that awakening, like, because I awakened too, that there's much more, yes. and everything shifted around me, and like you said, I started empowering myself, and I realized that society had disempowered me, I realized everything that you said, and that started back in my 20s. Yes. So I made a model of sort of the spiritual journey, starting with the awakening, and then it goes on from, from there. Exactly. But I've always been thinking like, you know, did you just make this up, Bianca? But it just resonated with me. And now you're here actually confirming. <laughs> well, I can tell you that anyone who spends, anyone who watches more than one of your shows is in an awakening process. Anyone who comes to the Judah channel and stays there more than a 30 minutes or an hour is definitely squarely in an awakening process. So the vast majority of people that come to us are spending time in that green heart rate chakra space. And they're also in a pro the, in the awakening process, you're clearing out all the old karmic junk. So a lot of times it's just not fun, right? It's not super fun, but but there's there's a reward if we hang with it and the reward is beyond what you can imagine and and i can tell you what this love enlightenment feels like it, it it's so extraordinary when you stay in this green space and you allow that lower stuff to be cleared the love enlightenment is so beautiful what it feels like is oh, oh judah wants to say we want to talk about this 
when you experience this love and light, my, my dears, you, 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 you are, you, 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 you are a vast well, an inexhaustible well of unconditional love. People can come and draw from this well and drink of this love that you have, and, and they will be so satisfied and overcome for this love that they drink of from the well of who you are, it, 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 it completely satisfies their thirst. And when they get around you, they may think, wow, this is the most loving person I've ever met. This is, the, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. I've just been looking just for one, just for one person to love me and accept me exactly as I am. And now I've found them. And why? Why is this... Yannicka person, why is it that I feel this when I'm around her? Why, why do I feel such attraction? Why do I feel so comforted? Why do I feel so cared for? Well, it's because you are experiencing a love enlightenment and, and this love just flows and flows and flows and it never runs out, never runs out. And so when you are in this love enlightenment, my dear, you will literally feel that you have enough love for anyone who comes to you, no matter how deep, dark, desperate, their issues are. You will know that there's something divine in you that will love them and receive them exactly as they are and that they will be transformed by it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the, the beautiful part of this love enlightenment, Yannick, is when you have it, somebody can come into your experience and be really mean to you or really nasty or cruel and you just will love them anyway and you'll think wow i can't believe i'm loving this person shouldn't I, shouldn't i be um boot, sending them out the front door giving them the boot but that's the beauty of this first rung of enlightenment it's like rungs on a ladder right and in this first one of love you'll forgive everyone of everything everything that's ever been done to you you'll you'll release it and and you'll just feel like as a mom you know and as a grandmother when i'm gonna cry talking about when these young we just had two young women come to us from new york city we have um one coming from la next week and they get on the plane and come because they just want one person to just love them love them exactly the way they are accept them fully and this is the disease of our planet the disease is that most people most people on this planet have never experienced true unconditional love from someone and a few people have experienced moments of it but people are starving for love and this is why enlightenment is important. And so when they come, Judah told me and Chuck, Chuck and I, we work together. Judah said, if they come, let them come. And if they go, let them go. So anybody that comes, we let them come. We welcome them into our homes. We give them as much time and love as we can. And, um, and then when they're ready to go, we send them on their way. Thank you. Thank you for being so honest and open-hearted. I love that. And I especially love that because I cry so easily myself. And <laughs> sometimes I, I just feel like I'm crying a bit too much. So I just love to <laughs> meet another who is just really letting it flow. Um, 
I have a few more questions that I'd love to bring up. Um, yeah, we spoke about love. Uh, how can we love ourselves more? Mm -hmm. Good. Yes, we'd love to answer this, my dear. And this is a perfect place to start. You see, we don't value love for others over love for self. And the global culture, we would say, has so many narcissistic figures. And what is narcissism? Well, the ego is narcissism, and, and, and that's the stuff of ego. And everyone has some of it. And so everyone can be on a spectrum of this narcissistic um, type of orientation, which is the ego, from, 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 from very mild parts to very malignant parts. So all of this orients back to your question, how do, how do you get rid of this type of ego? Well, you can't amputate it. It's not something that needs to be amputated, cut off. These parts of you are hurting parts that need to be loved. You see, the ego is more like, the ego is like little children, needy children, you see, feral children that have not been given love and nurture and compassion and attention and comfort. They've not been listened to. So imagine that within you, in your inner being are all these different little young parts. These are your ego parts, my dear. And so when you love yourself, you, you begin by loving all the parts of you. You love the parts of you that cry too much. You love the parts of you that, let's say, don't like to have wrinkles. You love the parts of you that feel insecure. You love the parts of you that can't man manage money well. You love the parts of you that 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 throw temper tantrums from time to time, or or or, or the parts of you, let's say, that sometimes get depressed and 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 want to go into a dark room and shut everything out. Whatever the parts of you are that you find to be unacceptable, you must begin to love them, love them fully, love them fully through and through and accept them. If a child came to you and the child was frightened, you wouldn't scold the child for being frightened. You would pull the child into your arms and hold them and tell them everything is okay. I'm here. I'm keeping you safe. This is what we must all learn to do. You must all learn to do with the parts inside of you, your young frightened parts, your hurting parts, your victimized parts, and so on. You must love them, accept them completely and fully as they are. If you will do this, you will find your ego will begin to relax and relinquish its control over your being. You see, there are parts of you that want to dominate and control uh, uh, and protect your more vulnerable parts. You must also give them, uh, uh, put them out on the bench. And so the task of loving yourself means that you become a loving, you allow your soul, your eternal wise parts that have lived many, many, many lifetimes and are very enlightened, you allow your most enlightened soul to parent all the different aspects of your personality, you see. So another way to look at this is you can imagine your soul, the part of you that's bigger than Yannicka, the part of you that came from source and is moving back 
into source, you allow that part of you to be the coach for your egoic parts, the coach for all the parts of your ego. So imagine if you are a football coach, you know which players to put on the field for particular plays. You know their strengths, you know their weaknesses. They know, you know which one of your parts can run with the ball. You know which one of them has not trained enough and needs to be sat on on the bench. You know which ones are not ready whatsoever to play in the game of life. And so your soul must, you must allow your soul to coach. Some of you are literally allowing a narcissistic part or a fearful part to grab the ball and run nilly willy, willy nilly all over the field and do all sorts of crazy things to ruin your life. And you must, your soul must get up off the bench and begin to be the coach and take the ball away from that player that's literally destroying your life and tell it to sit down and, and give the ball to the parts of yourself that have skill and wisdom. Mm-hmm, 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 good. So I love this analogy, Yannicka, because, um, you know, like, like I have certain areas where I'm very strong and very enlightened, and then I have other areas where I can still be childlike and immature, and I still have hurt and pain that I'm working through. So I learn not to let those parts run the show, right? I learn to sit them out on the bench and to give them a timeout because they're not ready. And I know which parts of me, um, I know when to, to let my businesswoman parts step up. I know when to allow my teaching part to, to be up front and center and running with the football towards the, to make the touchdown, right? I learn um, when, when to let my mother and my grandmother parts be present for others. Some of the folks that we work with, they don't need more teaching. They don't need more channeling. They need somebody to just give them a big old hug and just hug them until they cry all their tears, right? So I love this analogy Judah gave. What we learn is to let our, our higher dimensional soul, the part of us that still exists when we leave our bodies, to be the coach for all the different parts of our personality and all the different aspects of who we are and and to when when our ego parts step up and try to grab the ball and kind of hijack the game you know we learn how to 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 be firm with them and sit them out and also to train them right and and to to love them and nurture them and and give them the skills to be more integrated with our soul hmm yeah, I, I'm just amazed how the answers are coming forward uh, in a way that we can actually understand. It's just magical and very helpful. Uh, and I was wondering if we can ask them if they have some last um, or if they have a message to everybody who is listening right now, uh, especially uh, about what's to come and how we can prepare for this new time. Mm hmm exactly. Okay, great. Yes, dear. Okay, so we can see, know, everyone who is listening to this recording and will be listening in the future, know that angels such as ourselves and your father, mother, God, 
know your name. We know where you live. We know how many hairs are on your head. We know everything in your inner being. We know your thoughts and emotions better than you know yourself. And understand that we are completely motivated by compassion and desire for you to fulfill your highest potential. And we are here in this growth process. Know that any growth that you are achieving that comes from higher realms is characterized by gentleness, by love, and by total respect. Know that you have our ultimate and high respect for you are working in a very, very dense and difficult environment on earth. And, and so every gain that you make is a huge gain in consciousness, not just for yourself or others. So how do you begin to conquer and be in dominion over your life? Be this coach that we spoke of in such difficult atmospheres on earth. We will tell you always, always, always go inside, meditate more, meditate more, love yourself and accept yourself fully and then love the one standing in front of you. Can you save the whole world? No, but you can love one person in front of you. We've said this before. We will say it again here. If everyone right now in this moment on planet earth, simply love themselves and loved one person in front of them, the entire planet would be instantly transformed. So don't bite off more than you can chew, as it's said. Mm -hmm. Don't let your eyes be bigger than your stomach, as it's said, but simply focus on loving yourself and growing yourself into your highest potential and loving the people that are directly in front of you. This is enough to transform all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Judah. <laughs> ah, wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much, Angie. This was really profound. Yeah. Oh, I I'm feel cool. like it was a, like a full masterclass here almost. <laughs> I know. I love it. I want to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this was very helpful for everybody listening. And I have three uh, questions that I ask all my guests and that's for you, Angie. And uh, the first question is, uh, what is self-love to you? Self-love means just accepting whatever I am in the moment. And whether I'm good, bad, ugly, or, or being, you know, angelic, <laughs> just going to love myself exactly as I am and accept it. Exactly. Beautiful. And what is happiness to you? Um, happiness for me, I think, I think more in terms of the word fulfillment, because I think happiness kind of comes and goes based on, you know, what the day brings and what's going on in my life. But fulfillment is this deep sense of, um, I've done my best and everything is okay. And I can accept whatever's happening in my life. The things, even that I don't want, it's all okay. Yeah. Hmm. And the biggest one, what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective? Well, for me, it's to, to know God and to help others know God. So everything that I do at the end of the day, I weigh it against that. Have I had an experience of my God self today, of being in communion, unity, oneness with God? And, and have I given that experience to somebody else or a better way of saying it, have I facilitated them experiencing it? 
for themselves. Well, I feel you have today. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> That's what I set out to do. Yeah, this has been so inspiring. And I know that you have a program or a course that people can also uh, test out or do or jump into if they want to dive deeper. Yeah, we have a we have a very precious international family on our YouTube and it's the Judah family, the, or the Judah channel, excuse me, the Judah channel on YouTube. Our website is thejudahchannel.com. And we have daily quotes, which are so fun. They're free. You get a really golden nugget like that. You know, that one phrase you don't want to forget that Judah said, you get one of those every day in your mailbox. We do have a beautiful course that is lifetime access. It's everything that Judah's taught us about how to get through that awakening process, clear out the negative energies that are holding you back and get yourself to those enlightened spaces. And we have had it professionally calibrated. Everything in the course is 550 to 850 on the Hawkins map. So I assure you that you can resolve 85% of the issues hanging you up in the course. Um, and we have lots of other fun things that we're doing. We have uh, light language music and transmission. So just come check us out. Be a part of our family. We'd love to have you. Beautiful. And I'll make sure to put some links down here in the video description. Well, thank you so much, Angie, uh, for doing your work and for shining your bright light. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, 
Much light from here.